BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are all built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Listen up, NBA fans. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up using code BREAKFAST. Select between two and six NBA players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Track your picks and play against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now using code BREAKFAST and take on the competition with your best NBA player picks. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code BREAKFAST. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Envy, ye, and Charlemagne. Everybody that's anybody comes to the Breakfast Club. You know, you give voice to people that would be voiceless. Right now, your show has the pulse of the culture. Yeah. Everyone smells rich <laughs> and successful. Where y'all at now? Can't nobody tell y'all. Non-stop entertainment. The Breakfast Club. Wake, 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 wake your punk ass up. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Duke. What up, Charlamagne? What up, DJ Envy? What up, brother? Peace, King. How you doing, my brother? What up, Charlamagne? Peace, King. How are you? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. How are you, brother? Get it off your chest. My brother, my first time on Breakfast Club, bro. I just want to get it off my chest, man. I just want to say have a great 4th of July. Everybody be safe. And don't let the fireworks turn to gunplay. Okay. Thank you, brother. That's real. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Kirvin out of Houston. What up, brother? 
What's going on? Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine. Good morning, DJ Envy. Morning, brother. Good morning, Charlemagne the God. Peace, King. How you doing, black man? I'm doing all right. I'm coming to celebrate my beautiful black queen. All right, uh, shout her out. What's her name? I want to celebrate Isis Keller. I'm right here out of Houston, Texas, my beautiful black queen. You know, we're going to celebrate 10 years in July. And I just want to celebrate her and thank her for making me the happiest man alive. Yes, I love to hear it. The happiest man alive. Okay. Thank you, brother. Hey, get it off your chest. Yeah, I ain't got nothing to get off my chest, really, man. I was just curious. I was watching Ride Along yesterday, and I swear I seen Charlamagne on there. You did. just like a cop. I was in Ride Along playing a cop. People, you know, uh, had a nice little cameo. I, I walk out right before Ice Cube and Kevin Hart. They come behind me. Yeah, I see, man. Okay, man. Hey, mm-hmm. man, I like what y'all do, man. I listen to y'all every morning when I get off work, man. Keep it up. Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's your boy Clutch coming from Dade County. What's up, brother? I want to give a beautiful shout-out to my beautiful co-workers that be camping. Ms. Johnson, her birthday coming up on the damn 18th. And to my beautiful future fiance, I'm gonna propose her ass on her birthday on the 17th. Okay, okay. Oh boy. Wow. All right, all right. Proud of you, man. Is it a surprise? Because if it was, no, no, no. She at work right now. She don't listen to radio station because she'll get fired. But you know, what if one of her friends or family dude. members tells her? They, they ain't gonna do that. Shit. I got all these numbers unlocked. <laughs> they ain't gonna do that. Shit. All right. Stop bro. cursing. Yeah, you cursing a lot. Oh, I apologize. Have a good one. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's uh, Lee from Naptown. Hey, what's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Well, I want to get off my chest. Well, as I got a question. So I ended up buying a, a motorcycle, and um, it needs to have some stuff that needs to be fixed. I ain't giving you no money for your goddamn motorcycle. We ain't, no, don't even have, don't even put your cash app out there for that. For I yet. see where it's going. No. Listen, no, listen, listen, listen. So, I mean, it's kind of, I'm kind of heated, like, trying to keep my cool, because, like, it was some money I was saving up for my birthday. And it was either vacation I'll get my bike fixed. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get my bike fixed. So apparently all the stuff that the dude said he did, he didn't do all of it. So he got me out of like like damn near 2000 And I took it to a different mechanic. And he said, you know, well, this piece, like, this piece is not new, this and this and this. So I'm just wondering, like, what do I do at this point? Like, Soon. is it anything I can do? Can't you sue him? Can't you, can't you get I mean, one of these? Don't they got attorneys that handle business like this? Do you have a contract? When you signed it, is there, like, what? Do you have some type like of written got, anything? Like, like, I got, like, invoices and stuff, but okay. not necessarily, well, I guess not really necessarily a contract. If, uh, he pr- if he promised you that he was going to do some work and he didn't do the work, I'm sure that uh, there's some legal action to be taken. Have you, looked at, have you looked at the reviews for his company, too, to see what other people are saying? Uh, yeah. I mean... I, I didn't really see too much negativity because I mean I'm I'm normally a person kind of stickler about that. So I did some research and I mean it seemed legit. Okay. But so I took and it there's the like, Better Business Bureau too that you can also do a complaint go. there. That's what it's called. There you go. Okay. But I would let him know. I would be like, look, this is what you did not do. And I like to put things in writing. So I would send, I would call and I would send an email detailing what he did wrong, what should have been done, what wasn't done. And also let him know that you do plan to take action. Good luck, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This Power 105.1. The Breakfast Club, Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. I'm calling.
I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Dominique from Duval. Dominique from Duval. Duval. What's up, brother? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Y'all want to get off my chest, give a shout-out to my wife, man. She be busting her ass all week long cooking, man. Oh, y'all follow her on Instagram at the D-A underscore pretty brown underscore show. Okay. All right, why, why she busting her ass cooking this week? You know, she's a uh, personal show, private show. Okay. Most correct. Congrats to her, uh, man. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Y'all have a good morning. All right, brother. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. Um, This is Clay calling from North Carolina. Clay, good morning. Get it off your chest. Yes, I would really like to thank y'all. Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say good morning, DJ Envy. Good morning, uh, Charlemagne the God. And good morning, Miss uh, Yee. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Um, peace, peace, my guy. How are you? I'm doing great. Blessed and highly favored. <laughs> but, there you uh, go. I would, but I would like to say thank you to you guys because you guys don't really know the impact of um what you guys say and um on the way people listen to you because i just recently bought a house um here and um every morning i used to listen to you guys and when um, dj envy used to talk um about buying the house i used to listen i used to tell everybody in the car shut up shut up shut up i need to hear this and everything and i never took one of your classes but I used to listen, and one thing that you used to say about that credit, you got to get that credit right, you know? And um, I recently bought a house back in October, and um, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Well, congratulations, brother. Congratulations, That's brother. That's what we try to do, man. We try to encourage things that we learn outside in this world. We try to, you know, make sure that we teach our people and, and try to explain to our people. We don't know all the answers all the time, but we just try to point people in the right direction, brother. But you guys really got an um, impact, and Miss Yee, um, you know, a lot of a lot of these young girls are really listening to y'all. You know what I'm saying? You so um, just keep doing, y'all. And I, me personally, I thank you. Thank All right, you. Brother. We appreciate you. Love, brother. Now shout to um, you know, July 31st, season and I are doing a, a seminar in. New York, the Jacob Javis Center, where we're going to be talking about real estate and breaking down, you know, how to get into it, starting from credit repair. And we're actually going to do something special. We got a, a bunch of brothers coming through. I know the brothers from EYL will be stopping through, and we got credit repair, and, and we're going to be talking about hard money loans and, and conventional lenders. And also, I know um, the brothers from EYL are doing a Invest Fest again this year in Georgia. So if you can't make it out to the Jacob Javis Center July 31st, uh, make sure you make it out there. And these are just you know ways where you can learn the game, learn the business. Uh, I, I like what EYL is doing because they're doing something similar to what we're doing, where we're not trying to charge people three, four, five thousand, ten thousand dollars. Because I always say, if you got if you got that much money to spend on a course or a class, I'd rather you just buy the house. So we're really both of us just trying to teach our community how to do it, how to build generational yeah. wealth. And InvestFest is uh, August 5th through the 7th in um, Atlanta. I'm, I'm actually going to be there okay. today as well. So salute to, salute to EYL. So definitely get your tickets, Jacob Javis Center, July 31st. Uh, and uh, Or you can, like I said, InvestFest in Atlanta. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up. And you can hit me in, in uh, my... Um, my link in my bio because I'm gonna be at InvestFest as well. So either or, you can check you it out. You a sneaky link? 
<laughs> what? What? Me and you That's together? how it sounded. You can't hit me. You can't hit me. I got my link in my bio. You gonna be with me? So what do you mean, sneaky link? Yeah, you little sneaky link. Yo, shut up, man. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Get it off your chest. The Breakfast Club. Suck up. Power 105.1. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. From Bel Air, we have Jabari Banks. Welcome. Yeah. What's going on? How you feeling, my brother? I'm great, man. How y'all? Man, blessed black and highly favored. Yeah, exactly. Blessed to be here. Blessed to be with y'all. This is incredible. That's right. Congrats on uh, the success of Bel Air thus far. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Did you feel a lot of pressure having to play such an iconic, iconic role? Yeah, definitely, definitely the mm -hmm. pressure. But, you know, um, many talks with Will, many talks with Morgan Cooper, our creator. And, you know, they just reminded me to, to just be me, be me, you know, mm -hmm. bring myself to the role. And, you know, it's exactly what Will was doing when he was being the Fresh Prince in the 90s. You know what I mean? He mm -hmm. wasn't trying to be nobody else. So that's what I had to do. How'd you get into acting? Uh, I got into acting in high school and uh, I sort of, you know, was just like dollying around. And then I went to college for it because my mom needed me to go to college. And I was like, I'll go to college for acting. And then. Where are you uh, from? I'm I'm from Philly and I'm from Maryland. I'm oh, from, from both Philly. places. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, West Philadelphia, born yeah, and raised. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's crazy because I live I lived in West Philly with my uncle Phil. Wow. But his name is Get James. Get the f out of here. Jamari, stop. I don't believe that. Listen, listen. His name is James. James Brogan, right? Yeah, okay. But we called him Phil because he's he lived in Philly, and I lived with him for a long time. And so um, that's why, because you know, Uncle Phil's real name was James, James Avery. James Avery. Yeah, yeah. So wow. there's, a lot, there's a lot of instances within the show, not just me, with everybody in the cast. You know what I mean? That kind of like intertwine them with the story. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I went to school in Philly, at University of the Arts, and then I fell in love with it. Then. So did you tell people that story? Like growing up being from Philly and having an uncle named Phil? No, nah, it didn't. It didn't make sense. I mean, it didn't okay. really register. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't really tripping off of it until everything clicked, and then it was like, oh wow. Like, Every part of my life has sort of led up to this. Wow. You know? Wow. Now, you were a Fresh Prince fan, I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, all yeah. right. Now, uh, according to the phillyvoice.com, uh, the director, Morgan Cooper, he had a $25,000 budget to do, to do a feature film, yeah. teaser, yeah. for Bel Air yeah. with, with different actors. So how did that turn into this is going to be a show? Well, so basically, you know, Morgan put the trailer out, yep, you know, I just out of love and out of yeah. a pure place. You know what I mean? He was just like, I love The Fresh Prince. I want to see this. I want to tell the story that I want to tell, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, and he just, he took that and he put it on YouTube. And I think within the first day, Will's company, Westbrook, they hit him up and, you know, they were like, we want to, you know, talk with you and develop this thing. And, and you know, mm -hmm. I think a, a couple weeks after that, he was sitting with Will and he was talking about, you know, where we want to take this story. And, uh, you know, years down the line, here we are. Totally different tone, though. Totally different tone. What did you think break when you down. saw that? Yeah, break that down. Break down, if people haven't seen the show, the differences between what we've seen as a kid, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and right. Bel-Air. Yeah, well, you know, Bel-Air uh, 2022 version is a dramatic retelling of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, mm -hmm. uh, the quintessential 90s sitcom. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's all the characters that we know and love, but basically we get to dive deep into who they are and the actual stories that are going on in their lives. And... Uh, you know, it's a, it's a modern day retelling of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, and you, when you think of the story, you know, our our our, um, our showrunner TJ Brady, he said it perfectly. He was like, "We all know the story of the Joker, you know what I mean? But when we see Joaquin Phoenix uh, do what he was doing, it was like, did you really think about it? You know yeah, what I mean? And yeah, so yeah. like, we yeah. we get to see the story, we get to see how Will ends up in Bel Air, and it's gonna be super exciting for like old fans and new fans. And man, it's it's been crazy to love around the project. Yeah. Did 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 you were you afraid to turn something that I guess we're so happy. So I'll call it bright. I'll call Fresh Prince of Bel-Air bright. Were you, were you afraid to turn something like that dark? Nah, I wasn't afraid of it. Um, 
Because when I had seen Morgan's trailer, I was like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. And I'm, and I'm like, I was like, I watch that. You know what I mean? And so I think it's, I think it's important because it's a reflection of, of, of our world. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's important to see that. How hands-on was Will Smith during the taping and all that? I, I always say this. It was it was great that he wasn't because he really gave us he, he really left the our retelling and our creation of these characters to our own volition. You know what I mean? And so that allowed us to create these, you know, characters that ourselves are in. You know what I mean? He didn't have his thumb on it, hella, you know what I mean? And so I feel like that's what I appreciated about him. But you know, he definitely gave us a lot of tips. What about the other characters? Carlton and yeah. All of them, did any of them come on set or did, did, yeah we, we had some we had some, we had a few talks with the original cast so mm-hmm. uh it was definitely a blessing to to get their blessing and to see that that torch pass you know what i mean i always wonder you know uh if, if and i would love to ask will this but maybe he told you mm-hmm. i wonder would he have played that character differently now because you know he, oh he's older now and he always said that back then he was he was pretending to be somebody he wasn't right right so i wonder would he play that approach that character different now definitely yeah. I feel, you know, like when he when he was, you know, doing the Fresh Prince thing, he had no acting chops at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so he was just kind of up there just trying to figure it out. And uh, I definitely think knowing what he knows now, it mm-hmm. definitely would have been different, but it wouldn't have been as raw. So you, you, had, I mean? you got acting chops, so you weren't doing what Will, because they said Will used to be saying everybody's it lines. It was a little different for me. Yeah. It was a little different for me because I was a theater actor. Oh. And so I this, this is my first time being in front of a camera, mm-hmm. in front of a 40-person, you know, camera crew and uh and so that was definitely a learning curve for sure how'd they discover you uh just you know i just sent in my audition you uh-huh. know you know with uh i had i had a manager had an agent um that i got through a showcase mm-hmm. and uh you know they sent me the call they were like yo there's this show called bel-air and for this character will and i was like hold on bel-air will what? and i saw the call and i was like okay okay i could do this i knew it was me i just had to prove to everybody else but i, I thought that they wanted like a big name you know what I mean? I thought that they wanted somebody who was recognizable to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get this role. But, you know what I mean? I just had to surrender to the whole process. And uh, and so I sent him my call. And uh, and a couple a couple weeks down the line. What did you have to do on that first tape? Do you remember? Yeah. It was, what, a, couple, it was a couple of scenes. No, I had to rap. No, no. I just... Uh, I just uh, it was it was a couple of scenes. It was actually a scene with LeBron in it. Mm-hmm. LeBron was supposed to be in the first episode. Really? But, you know, it was, you know, budget and, you know. Well, he was supposed to be playing one of the people you were playing ball against? No, 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 no. He was supposed to be at a Bel Air party. He was like, yo, that's LeBron. Oh, that's you know what I mean? Was, so I did a scene where LeBron was in it. Um, and I I mean, as, as soon as I read the scenes, uh, when I first got the script, I was like, oh, this show has something to say. All right, we have more with Jabari Banks. He plays Will Smith in the new series, Bel Air. We'll talk to him some more. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Oh, wake up! Power 105.1 Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. It's topic time. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code BREAKFAST. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like will they score more or less than 30 points? Or have more or less than 8 assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code BREAKFAST. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with cold breakfast. The crown is yours. 
One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures lie just over the next ridge? Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. Where the road leads you and even where the off-road makes a way to. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination the journey itself, or both. Your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without the need to connect to your phone. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at Nissan US. USA.com. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus. Hmm. How's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details.
Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about some of the fattest things you've done. I'm not going to lie, bro. That pizza slice with that shrimp fried rice on it got me like, damn, I bet you that's amazing. And if you like roll the pizza up like it's a uh, like a pizza roll, like you put the shit and then roll it. Oh, Lord. Hello, who's this? Hmm. Hey, this all is well, man. Good morning time to you. Peace all, all is well. Good well. Good morning. Oh, man, man. I did the fattest thing ever last night. I went to Food Line, got me a box of them ice cream Snickers. I went and got me a box of the ice cream Klondike. And then I topped it off with a, a diet root beer. <laughs> you wildin'. How much you weigh, King? Why you get the diet root beer? You might as well just go all the way in. I got it by mistake and I laughed. I thought I had it. I was in Charlemagne up there in his town. Were you in Mouse Corner? Mouse Corner there. Come on. You went to Piggly Wiggly? Where you went, Piggly Wiggly? Full line. line. Oh, I love yeah. Food Line. Listen, back in the day, when man, getting a, if you had like $2 and you go into Food Line, you can get you a box of Lil' Debbie oatmeal cream pies and one of them big three-liter sodas for 99 cents. The generic brand now, not no name brand now. The, the Food Line brand. <laughs> My goodness. Yes, indeed. I did something fat. I was thinking about, oh, man, I got to call y'all back. You know, I was the originator writer of the song, Girl, You Know It's True, to y'all boy Kevin Lyles. That's how he got on. When y'all had that, tell him why you're mad. I'm going to share that with y'all. What, Millie Vanilli? What, what, you wrote the Millie Vanilli song? Yeah, I'm from Baltimore, the Baltimore Newmarks. Come out, and I relocated to South Carolina. Well, on the credits, it say Kevin Lyles. Kevin ain't write that song. Kevin ain't did <laughs> the beat. Kevin just took the song and ran from Baltimore and got on with Def Jam. Come on, I'm here to share it this morning. I mean, it don't matter. He won. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin won. <laughs> he won. They just sold, they just sold 300. What's your name, King? 300 for the... All is well. All is well. Well, <laughs> don't sound like it, <laughs> but I appreciate you, King. Hey, yes, I'm down here. I got my trucking company. There I'm you go. There you go. Okay. You yeah. living? Got, got one of the biggest houses in Mount Corner. Come on. Where you live at in Mount Corner? I'm on old 52, man, down there from WW. Okay. Got big lots and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I know exactly where you at. The biggest house in Mount Corner. I ain't mad at you, bro. I know exactly where you at off old 52. Well, congratulations all as well. Salute to you, King. And salute to y'all. Y'all keep up the good work, man. Y'all keep it cool on the stool and keep us laughing in the morning. Come on. That's right. And remember, happiness is subjective. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people always want to put a dollar amount to happiness or, you know, what you're doing in life. Whatever you're doing in life that makes you happy and you making a living, you, you successful. Hello, who's this? Successful and happy. There you go. Hello, who's this? This is Jasmine. Good morning. Jasmine, good morning. We're, we're talking about some of the fattest things you've done. I just need to make sure this is a judge-free zone first. Of course it's a judge-free zone, judge always. Zone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in Virginia. Me and my friend, put it like this. We drove from, to put it in perspective, Norfolk State to VCU to get a to go to a ladies' restaurant that went viral for baby shower plates. <laughs> baby shower plates? What are you talking about? <laughs> she went viral. We had found her on um, we found her on Facebook, and she went viral because she was selling baby shower plates. It was like at the beginning of COVID. Oh, so you went to go find that food? When I went to go find that food, we drove from Norfolk State up to VCU. We couldn't even go sit down in the restaurant. We had to sit our fat tail. I don't even know about that. <laughs> <laughs> in the car and eat the food. Was it worth it though? <laughs> Absolutely not. I could have. I could have made that shit home. Damn. Oh, goodness gracious. But she listen, you had a out. great. You had a great experience with your friends. It was a memory, you know. It that's was right. A memory. Never that's forget. right. And, and that's what. That's what. That's what it's about. It's about food, fellowship, and and friends. That's what food is for. Yeah, that's exactly. right. That's exactly. right. 
That's right. Thank you, man. Hello, who's this? It's Fresh. Fresh, what up, man? We're talking about some real fat boy ish this morning, man. What's the fattest thing you've done? Uh, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I'm only like 160, but everybody who know me call me fat. They, they say I'm fat in spirit. How tall? <laughs> fat in spirit. spirit. I ain't gonna lie, like the fat, the fattest mm-hmm. thing, for real, bro. Everybody say I'm really like probably six eight two fifty because I I do everything fat, bro. Last week I did, I ate some oatmeal because I didn't want to wait on it to cool off. I put it in the freezer for about five minutes. I don't see nothing wrong I do with that. that with pizza though. Yeah. You do that with pizza? Yeah, pizza be too hot. I just put in, I put in a little fridge for about. I maybe love pizza 20 hot. Seconds, I need it to seconds. burn my mouth. All right. So what about this? I microwave my ice cream. Now that's just ridiculous. Now that's just stupid. Yeah, that's now, now I do microwave it a little bit if it's too hard. Now when you put that spoon in there, yeah, you feel me? yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that now. You microwave I do that. Ice? No, no, I do that because you want your ice cream. I like you got to want it to be soft. You want that spoon to just go right through it. Yeah, you don't want it to be rock hard. I don't microwave it though. I just put it on the counter for a little while. <laughs> that's what you have to put on the counter. Yeah, I, don't, I don't microwave uh, it. Nah, man, I give it about fifteen seconds in the microwave. Right, I get there. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, thank you. All right. All right, man. So now y'all feel fat? Y'all hungry like I am? What's, what's the moral of the story? Man, food is amazing, bro. The the moral of the story is, you know, I, I think your diet is a bank account. And good food choices are good good investments. And it doesn't sound like y'all making good investments. Like, I, I was talking about we just random things. This sounds like this some of y'all regular everyday diet. All right? So just make sure you're making, uh, you know, good food choices to make good investments. That's all. But, man, food is life. Well, I love food so much. Absolutely. Lord have mercy. We all fat. We all trans fat, bro. And we just need to accept it. Don't nobody really like eating healthy? No. No. Oh, healthy could be delicious. That's not true. Sure. It definitely is. <laughs> it don't taste like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't sure. It don't taste like them. them sure. Them Man, the juices at Juices for Life, those like are amazing. It's like dessert. They're good. Yeah. But they taste nothing delicious. Tastes, nothing tastes good like them. Things Mangoes. Oh, my God. I love a good juicy mango. If all this Grapes. stuff we really love to eat was healthy, like if there was, if, if Krispy Kreme donuts kept us alive, guess what we'd be eating this morning right now? <laughs> <laughs> I tried you know that. I mean? If Chick-fil-A is what gave us muscles, guess what we'd be eating this morning? You remember what I used to eat every morning up here? And I love sauteed sauteed spinach with garlic. Yum. All right. Well, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Every Power 105.1. The Breakfast Club. Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Mm. I've been a throw up the sex in a...
Yes, I am. They say you a superstar now, damn, I guess I am. You might be the man, well, that's unless I am. <laughs> okay, I'll confess I am. Go ahead and get undressed, I am. Okay, cool, you on sunset? I am. I'm about to slide, okay, I'm outside, okay. This lifestyle don't got many downsides. Except for the lack of time, I get round my family. Making sure they never downsize. I got visions of my mom saying, wait, this house is mine. Can't lie, I'm on Angus Cloud 9 I got him on the bandwagon now, about time I ain't even got no downtime Every time I speak, she say, yeah, that sounds fine I've been a Throw up the Sex in a Uh-huh And I can put you in Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Uh, very requested guest. And he's been ducking us for years now. Never that. I never <laughs> that. Ever that. I've never ducked that. I thought you guys just didn't give a about it, brother. You know what I'm saying? Godfrey is here. What's up? What's Good up? Morning, Good morning. Good morning. How are you, man? I'm, I'm excellent, man. I mean, I'm sleepy as shit, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, you guys are early. Yeah, <laughs> morning show. Yeah, that's, that's why it's called the Breakfast Club. I thought you shot in the middle of the afternoon. Well, there's definitely no breakfast. <laughs> no breakfast. I'm starving. You know, I got hunger breath. We've already had like great conversations before the mic yeah. even opened. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, we did a little he bit. He said we did. It wasn't great no. to me. <laughs> I just thought that you had to have a special something had to be going on for you. Godfrey, to be... have you ever tried to be on this show? Have you ever had anybody reach out and say? Yes, mad people have come to me and say, "Yo, Godfrey wants to do Breakfast Club, but when you gonna have Godfrey on Breakfast Club?" Oh, um, but has anybody tried to book it? I'm saying, did Flame, anybody... Flame, Flame Monroe. That's my homie who I've came up with in Chicago. He, he was like, he's like, I've, I've, you need to get on Breakfast Club. You need to, I'm going to tell him, you got to get on Breakfast Club. I said, but I don't, what do I have? I mm-hmm. thought you had to have some like a movie coming out yeah, yeah. or a TV show coming out. You but have I'm a like, lot. What do you say? You have a lot. I have on. a lot, but then I saw some people that ain't got shit. And I said, I can do that shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, they ain't shit. I'm about to get on this. Bitch. They don't do a damn thing. <laughs> no, so I'm about I to get in, on. <laughs> I ran into you at the Nick Cannon show. And Shout I, out to Nick Cannon, first off. And uh, sorry about it. His show got canceled. Mm-hmm. He didn't the, get a fair the, shake, man. Six months he, isn't a long enough. First of all, you can keep, that's what I love about this show. You guys keep it 100 here. Absolutely. They'll let white dudes stay on for 30 years that's right. <laughs> as average as f- and then we get cut off quick, man. Six months? That's we can't not, even be in animation. Fair. They cut us off <laughs> quick. F- like, come on, like, uh, Black Dynamite, done. I did voiceover right. Black Dynamite, done. Boondocks, done. You're right. Cleveland show done, You're right? And it was white people doing black people voices done. Uh, you, you didn't know that? You didn't know that? Oh yeah, Cleveland. They were all white people doing our, doing black people voices. Yeah, I remember when that was a yeah. yeah and it done boom. So it's like, but The Simpsons been on since nineteen oh. What? Yeah. They got thousands, right. thousands, and what else? Like is the been, longest running show. American Dad, all of that. But like Nick Cannon, like needed time to like like gel. You know what I'm saying? It's like with the nighttime talk shows and. Sh- like they've all been on forever, and then our si- we had to wait twenty years for the same black dude to come yeah. back, and then they canceled. <laughs> you got you got to give people a chance to get the kinks out. Yeah, you know what they, I mean? they, the they, they give out. they give those white guys and white women chances to fail. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't get better sometimes, <laughs> and they st- <laughs> and they stay horrible. Not all of them, but they stay horrible, and they're like, F-. but I Nick 
Nick's show I thought was cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Nice, positive. Positive. Yeah. Hey, Nick. That's daytime. You know, daytime's like kind of, pop, you know, yay. Yeah. And it's, the demographic is, uh, well, it's, it's. I mean, I think it's white soccer moms. I think he was trying to cater to, but... And he asked me, hey, man, why don't you write on my show? I said, okay, with Rip Michaels. Shout out Rip Michaels. Salute to Rip. Rip. And uh, I was like, um, yeah, okay, I'll do it. I've never really done, like, daytime sh I've watched daytime, but I'm like, ah, corny. But I said, it'll be a good challenge. And so writing for Nick was cool, you know what I'm saying? Just to see the way Nick works, because I've been doing the, um, what's it called, it? Um, the wilding out shit, Yeah, yeah. You know, and Nick asked me to do wilding. I said, what's my old ass doing on wilding out? He said, nah, man, you got, we're going to do old school. There's new school. And just to watch Nick work and hire so many different African-Americans, mm -hmm. and he just hires all kinds of people. Right. But just the way he works as a businessman. And then, boom, that's how I ran it to you. <laughs> Shout, I'm telling you, Nick has hooked it up. It's always Nick Cannon. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got here. She goes, we've been wanting you to do the Breakfast Club. I didn't believe you. Mm -hmm. I thought you were lying because I just happened to be <laughs> working for Nick. And you were on some bullshit. I wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> you would have said so how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, Angela, he is really nice. Like you're like nicer than I expect. Not saying you were mean, but you were. Super what was your nice. perception, Godfrey? <laughs> Nothing, really. I mean, I just thought she was just. I don't know, cause you know, I thought maybe she'd be like, like a little. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 not really. Yeah. But you're super nice, like Thank overly you. nice. Like, You've been scorned before, Godfrey, in this no, business. I, I, <laughs> <you remember? laughs> Now, Charlemagne, we'd be like, oh, Charlemagne, God damn. <laughs> you were actually on FaceTime with Shaq when I saw you. I was too. on FaceTime with Shaq. Yeah, they were talking about the T.I. situation, oh, you and T.I. Because <laughs> I guess T.I. Um, <laughs> T.I. did the uh, Shaq all-star uh, comedy thing. He did? Yeah. Yeah, remember we talked about that. We said T.I. Yeah. was going to be on that show. Yeah. We had a whole I didn't know he was doing the Shaq comedy. Yeah, during all-star. Yeah. Why are you making that face? I feel like that's that's a little early for that. What do you Don't mean you by early? Don't you get Godfrey back in this? No, no, no. I just asked <laughs> him. Why, saying, like, what do you think? What do you I, mean? I mean, I thought like the Shaq comedy author thing was for people who had like you know put in some time in the, the comedy game. Like that's not a platform you just jump out on. And, I mean, what? <laughs> I'm just. Saying. I mean, I get Shaq. I mean, I get you know Ti as a celebrity and all, but yeah. I'm just talking about performance wise. That's usually the thing that takes now, you to that you next recall, level as a comedian. I, I didn't say it. Go ahead. Go now, ahead. if you recall, we had a whole conversation up here about Godfrey and T.I. and how yeah. T.I. went mm -hmm. on after Godfrey. Remember, we had that whole conversation. Did you hear about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was in Atlanta. You spoke about it. I was in Atlanta. I know I'm going to talk about because it because it's still lingering a little bit, but me and T.I. are cool as shit, first mm -hmm. of all. When I was in Atlanta, I was doing an Atlanta comedy theater, and I'm on stage. I did like hour 40, right? That's you know that's what I do. That's what headliners do. And then my boy, Artie Fuqua, giving a shout out to Artie, Artie. Fuqua, Artie. Get off stage, he's like, hey man, I just gotta tell you something. I know this is sound strange, but I gotta keep the show going. I was like, what for? He's like, T.I.'s going up. And I literally was like, to do what? I was like, I don't, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And he goes, he's gonna do comedy. I said, oh, okay. And it's, I said, it's his town, let him go up. And all I said was, you know, I, I saw T.I., because I'm a T.I. fan, so I was like, yo, T.I., what's up? I went straight to the green room. Cause I'm like I'm I'm done. I'm a headliner. I'm done. I'm going to decompress. That's what I do. I don't give a f who's in the room. Mm -hmm. That is what I've always done. So they were like uh, on my podcast. They're like, "Yo, did you go see him?" I said, "No, <laughs> I, I don't. For what? I'm I'm a headliner, and I, I mean I've never I didn't know him to do comedy, so I'm not going to watch. Not saying he shouldn't be doing comedy. 
I'm just a headliner. I just finished. It was for that moment. But then I know somebody took that excerpt of me saying that, showed it to T.I., and then T.I. was in the woods. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know when T.I. goes in the woods? Instagram live. He has that angle. <laughs> I just want to say something that's on my heart. And I need to expeditiously take care of this situation. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. And then, <laughs> you know when T.I.'s in the woods and he has that angle? I Absolutely. go, oh, shit. It's like when Snoop Dogg is mad, all you see is his nostril. Yeah. <laughs> he, has, he has his auntie scarf on. I go, oh, Snoop about to f somebody up. But yeah, he was like, some people were like, yo, did you hear what T... And it just, it spread like wildfire. And I had dudes from the South, like comics from the South calling me like, yo, you see that T.I. said about it? I said, what happened? And so I didn't even think about it because right. as a comedian, that's just how we talk. Mm -hmm. We're like, yo, he's he's a comic. He he don't put his time in. This is just this is just the way we talk as comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they took it as an I was hating on him doing comedy. I said, nah, dude, I didn't go watch him because I'm not gonna watch somebody that I don't know that's known for comedy after I've headlined. That's it was just for that moment. Yeah. Now if it would have happened that Ti came before I went up and said, hey man, I want to do some time. I'll go. Yeah, I don't give a and then I would have watched just to say T.I.'s doing comedy that's all you know so after that then I addressed them right away I said because people it, it went I'm telling everybody's like yo what are you gonna do what are you gonna do and of course people can't wait to go in your, your DM like hey man you little punk ass man T.I. can do whatever you want I was like yo <laughs> so Nick Cannon I, I told him about it he goes yeah I heard about that and then he FaceTimed us. Mm -hmm. I said, let's talk, let's go face to face. Man, I'm Chicago all day. I just wanna let you know I'm Chicago, and even though I've been in New York for 20 years, I'm a Chicago guy. So we, I go face to face with people. I go, hey man, let's talk about this, squash this, not a big deal. And we talked it out. We had a really nice mm -hmm. conversation, you know? And he said, you know, I look at you as a goat, man. You wanted to, you know, the greats in comedy. I said, well, I appreciate that. Was that He's, the podcast? I heard the podcast. No, this is before. This okay. is the afternoon before, the, a few hours before the podcast. Okay. And I said, no, I appreciate that. But I, then I said, you know what? I even apologized. I said, I'm sorry that you took it the wrong way. There's nothing wrong with apologizing to another dude. I said, hey, man, I'm sorry about that. But I did, I'm not sorry about the way I felt about how we are as comedians as protocol. That's like, and I, then I told him, I said, that's like me after you finish rhyming, I go, yo, my man T, I know you just rocked this concert, but I got a couple songs to drop real quick. You'd be no, like, exactly. You, you but, that's how, but, that's, but you got to explain it to him in that way because that's the world he understands. That, that's, uh, and, yeah. I, and, I, and, I, and so when I looked at it from his angle, I could see, and there were other comedians coming at him crazy. So it was a buildup. So when I said something, right. then it just added to the whole thing. But we squashed it. Then I said, can you do my podcast? He said, I love to do your podcast. <laughs> and then, boom, I said, when we had the podcast, then it got it got a little heated because he said, man, I thought you was cool when I first met you in the green room. And then the next minute you dog, I said, it wasn't a two-faced thing. I was just talking as a comedian, yeah. doing comedy 25 years. And then you're doing, he said, but I've always been a fan of comedy. I know, but I have never seen you perform it. So it's just one of those things. But we, we're cool as hell. But it's man. also true that people can hype things up. So if y'all, imagine you guys didn't directly have a conversation. Oh, sh it, it could be been. something yeah. that really like And snowballs. I said, I like Atlanta. I want to be able to come back. I want to be able to come back. I love Tip. That's one of my favorite people. And yeah. he's one of my favorite rappers. But yes. you, you can't approach everything like the rap world either, though. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nissan has a car for everyone, and that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of a pedal. If you're craving more adventure with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder, the vehicle with a muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive, zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for a drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups, and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan because more is all we do. Get the endless excitement and the more you've been looking for. Check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. 
course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Yeah. This, you know what I, I mean? Because I heard him on the podcast. Can't, you can't. He was talking like don't y'all had yeah, Don't poke the bell. Don't poke the bell. And I was like, I'm not trying to poke the bell, sir. Don't poke the bell. Don't poke the bell. He just kept saying, no, I'm a Zoostar. I'm a Zoostar. Don't poke the bell. And then his other boys like, yeah, man, all that. Go out, T.I. They were pumping him up. All right, we have more with comedian Godfrey. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with comedian Godfrey Yee in Chicago with Jesse Smollett. Yeah, you just, see what's happening with Jesse? Juicy, juicy Smollett. Yeah. What so a, what, <laughs> we're watching that he got this 150 day jail sentence. Right. Up. Right. So do you think he's gonna be juicy for real? He's gonna be a he's gonna be like, hey, juicy, yeah, all right. <laughs> he's like, man, it's Jesse. No, no, it ain't. <laughs> Juicy now. <laughs> Whoa, what's happening, guy? <laughs> Juicy Smully. Mm, mm, mm. All right. <laughs> hey, what's up, Juicy? Damn, yo, Dave might have f- to Juicy up. He's I mean, really Jesse did. up in jail, man. <laughs> Juicy Smully. Damn, Say Dave. Oh, sh- <laughs> Dave didn't think he was going to prison. That's why he would have never he would, did I that. I thought he was going to get like community service yeah, fine. Some, and then he has already looks and his reputation is kind of tarnished right now anyway yeah. mm-hmm. but now he's in jail they're gonna be like yeah <laughs> juicy <laughs> he's gonna be walking through with his little blanket uh-huh. yeah juicy oh man juicy juice <laughs> is it a hundred percent juice fruit juice uh oh s- <laughs> they got him in PC though uh, oh yeah? yeah yeah he's in PC oh that's good they'll be like juicy what flavor that uh <laughs> yeah you know Jokes, baby. I met I met Juice. Oh my God! I met Jesse. Cool dude. Very nice guy. And the two, Man, he don't want to hear that. And guess, and guess after what? You done said that. And guess what? The two Nigerian dudes I know. Oh no, my God. I know both of them. You know from them? Chicago. I hung out with them. We went to a Nigerian festival. I hung out with them. <laughs> <laughs> You are lying. The next time, I swear to God. <laughs> you went to a Nigerian a festival. A Nigerian festival oh. because I met them. They were working at this. There's this arcade. It's like an arcade. It's called Emporium in Chicago on the north side. It's an arcade bar. You know how they're bringing out these new old arcade games with the bar. We were there, and they were the bouncer dudes there, brothers. Mm-hmm. And I hung out with them. Okay. And then the next day, we went to a Nigerian festival in Chicago. Hell yeah. We was eating suya. You can ask them. Yeah. I don't know. Are they in jail? Are they, what's no, going? they're I fine. Know. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I, I know those dudes. Because when they showed them, I go, I, I fucking hung out with those. I'm not even lying to you. No yeah. sauna or nothing? Or what did you say? You guys been to the sauna or anything? No, like hell no, nah, okay. man. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> the sauna. I mean, they're trainers. Hey, they I don't trainers. go to saunas, man. No, <laughs> all that. Every time you go to sauna, dudes just open like, hey, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> Wrong room. <laughs> no, because they, you know, the old white dudes, they always got their out. Out. <laughs> the soldier's like, oh man. Look just like the statues. Them little uh, Greek statues. <laughs> the Greek statues with the little <laughs> out with the lamp. That's what happens in the male soldiers. Man, they be, they yes, don't get all lost. 
Love this son of here. You gotta, you gotta come back, man. Dude, yeah. I do want to ask you though, what, what's up? Who's your Mount Rushmore of comedy? Here, I knew that I knew that was coming. You knew that was coming. I right? think I knew it. Okay, let me my yeah. everybody's Mount Rushmore is whatever they want it to be. Mm-hmm. My Mount Rushmore. I should be Cosby. You know I'm in that Cosby documentary. Yes, we I know. We need to talk about Cosby. I am in it, boy. Who all in it? Because I worked for Cosby. It was one of my first jobs. What, the Cosby show? Yeah, the second one, the CBS one with oh, Dougie wow, Doug. Oh, wow, So I was the audience coordinator for that. I lived in Queens, you know, uh, Carpenter Story Studios, and I did it for like six months. I was around Cosby. Never saw any crazy shit. You know, yeah. what I mean? he was cool. But you heard things. Did you hear I, things? I, I, I would hear things. Definitely heard things. I would hear stuff. That's when his son was murdered. I was there. I was around. Oh, I forgot. I was around about Ennis. That. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah, damn. And so I was, um, yeah, so I was. Uh, so were you surprised when any of these. Because I, I was hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, and I would hear it. I'd go, really? And then I wasn't. I, my thing is, it, it was a battle because it's like whenever he wanted to buy a, stu- a, 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 a channel, a network, stuff came up. The last time, the first that time. Was real? Wanted, that- the first time he wanted to buy it, they had the illegitimate daughter mm-hmm. came out. When he wanted to buy a network, they had the, there's some girl said, you're my dad, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when he wanted to buy it again, some sh- came up. I, and, and people say, well, they're trying to destroy a legacy. But then I would hear, I I would I knew people who kind of, it happened to them, and they never reported them. And I was right. like, you know That's what I mean? That's how I say, my mom knew somebody that never reported it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew people that literally got, you know, got mm-hmm. handled and sh- and he, they were like, I never reported it because I got out, whatever. So I wasn't that surprised, but it was it was disappointing because you he's a, he is an icon comedically. What he's done for television, he literally was the first black pe- per, a person to be on a, na- a national TV show, I Spy in the '60s yeah, with yeah, Robert yeah. Culp. Then he, you know, he had a Cosby show before the regular Cosby show. He was a gym teacher in the '70s. He had a co- he had a Cosby show. He was a he was a gym teacher. I, I'm I, when I tell you I'm a nerd about this. How much of Bill's self righteousness do you think you know led to his demise? That's another thing too. When Bill was like dogging everybody, mm-hmm. which was f-ed up. He had fights. With, DL had a fight with him. Mm-hmm. He well Jamie Fox mm-hmm. did. Eddie Murphy was the first to go. You know Bill Cosby called me saying, "Why are you always cursing?" And da 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 da. You know, and it was his self righteous that made it even worse. Because pull it's like, your pants up. Pull your pants up, yeah. like, but but I'm like, but Cosby, you were helped yourself too. There were a man, man by the name of Sheldon Leonard. Sheldon Leonard was an actor producer, and he produced, I think, Dick Van Dyke show. He actually helped Bill Cosby and fought for Bill Cosby to be on I Spy in the '60s. So Cosby, yeah. you were helped too. Right. I, it, it's disappointing, you know, the, the, the whole. But I balanced it out pretty good, I think. You know, I didn't dog him, but I was disappointed. As far as my Mount Rushmore, he's on your Mount Rushmore. Is what you say. I, I, you're saying? Say he's in the back of the mountain right now. He's just in the back. <laughs> he's, he's in the back. He's in the back. He's, he's in the back. Like I got Pryor. I got Pryor. I got Carlin. I got um, mm-hmm. I got Paul Mooney. I can't remember. I I watch Paul all the mm-hmm. time. I'm a Red Fox. And um, hold on, that's four. You can only be four. He said. I thought it was five. Mount Rushmore was four. Oh, I thought, oh, because everyone always says you're top five. So those are the guys. Those and then are the you guys. put okay. Bill Cosby in the back. I just put him in the back. Just in the back. <laughs> he was in the front, and then when the thing, I had to, had to go through the back. And... So it's Carlin. Remember this? Remember this? Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, Carlin. Pryor, Carlin, um, Mooney, Fox. Godfrey, tell people where they can find you at this weekend. Then check it out. I'll be in um, Dallas, Texas, Addison Improv. 
Addison Improv, you know what I'm saying? And also... March 18th to the 18th 20th. 18th through the 20th. <laughs> and then uh, Virginia Beach Funny Bone, March 25th to the 27th. And then I'm going to be doing the 18th season of Wildin' Out with Nick Cannon in, in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to be consulting on it too, so I'm going to be hanging out with Nick's crew Dope. in Atlanta for like two weeks and all the... And then follow me on Instagram, mm-hmm. Comedian Godfrey, you guys. And my podcast is in Godfrey We Trust on the Gas Digital Network, all right? Tuesdays and Fridays, 10 p.m. Eastern, yes. That's my guy, comedian Godfrey. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Get going this summer with the best audio entertainment from Audible. Listen to best-selling audiobooks like me and my wife's book, Real Life, Real Love, originals and podcasts, as well as motivation, wellness programs, and the latest tech and business ideas, all in one app. Sign up for 30 days free at audible.com slash breakfast club. Charlemagne, say the game, dunk it under Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit it with the heat. Yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, donkey of the day goes to John F. Kennedy Middle School in Connecticut. In particular, a teacher named Bree Quarton. Uh, she's the district's health and physical education coordinator and superintendent, Christopher Driesick. I think I'm pronouncing his last name right now. I have extreme love for public school teachers. Drop on the clues bombs for all the public school teachers out there. Because my mother has been a public school teacher in South Carolina for as long as I've been alive. And I understand the impact that public school teachers have on kids. And I know how hard that job is because you have to truly love it. Because it's not like the pay is your incentive. All right? You have to really care for these kids and their well-being. Lesson plans, assignments, all of these things teachers come up with to educate kids. We appreciate you. Drop another clues bomb for teachers, man. Public school teachers. We know it's not easy. And in this era of social media, video games, all types of things, just pulling at these kids' attention, cutting through to these children and creating things that can actually appeal to these kids is tough. So I'm not judging. Okay, but as a parent of a middle schooler, I would be concerned about this lesson plan that came out of JFK Middle School. I'm holding it in my hand right now. Okay, and the title is Pizza in Consent. Okay, basically kids at JFK uh, middle school in Connecticut were instructed to use pizza as a metaphor for sex and asked to cite their favorite toppings. For example, cheese was for kissing and olives were for giving oral. Basically, they compared ordering a pizza to receiving consent. I guess. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Listen to Eric Sanzi, director of outreach for parents defending education. She did an interview with ABC 7 KATV to describe the assignment. The assignment started out with a with a sentence that said, yes, pizza can be a metaphor for sex. And then it went on to explain that just like when friends have to agree on pizza toppings when they're sharing a pizza, that people need to agree on what they're willing to do and not do in terms of consent. And so they decided to have the students list their sexual likes and dislikes and then draw them on a pizza as pizza toppings. Now, again, these are eighth graders and it's important to keep in mind under 15% of eighth graders have had sex. So they're being asked very personal questions on a topic that many of them are totally inexperienced with and likely uncomfortable talking about in school. This is middle school. 
How many toppings do you think I've had on my pizza in middle school? Now, now I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I enjoy a great conspiracy theory. And Pizzagate was a great conspiracy theory. You remember Pizzagate, don't you? Ah, the false allegation uh, that the Clintons used the Comet Ping Pong Pizza Restaurant in Washington, D.C. as a front for a pedophile sex ring in the back room was supposedly used for kidnapping and kidnapping and trafficking children. Okay, now, of course, all of this was proven to be false, but it made a lot of noise, all right? The owner of Comet uh, Ping Pong and his staff received death threats. Uh, people protested outside of the restaurant. A guy actually went in the restaurant and fired a gun at an employee. See, these fake stories be having real-world consequences, okay? People believe these conspiracy theories, and when you promote these false and reckless conspiracy theories, bad things happen. I'm saying all that to say JFK Middle School in Connecticut has done nothing but contributed to that conspiracy theory. I don't even know if Pizzagate is still a thing, but this right here is going to resurrect it. All right, listen, my daughter is in eighth grade. She's 13. These kids are watching shows like Euphoria. These kids have social media. These kids talk amongst each other. Do you remember when you were 13, 12, 11, whatever age we were in middle school, we was already talking about sex in a real way. So I can only imagine with all the access these kids have now what their conversations are like. So you don't need stunts like this. Just talk to the kids, okay? Just talk to them, all right? Listen, let me let me read y'all some of this. This is why they use the metaphor for sex. They say when you order your pizza with friends, everyone checks in about each other's preferences. Some people might be vegan. Some people uh, might be gluten-free. Others might love pineapple, while others prefer pepperoni. Some might not like pizza at all. If you're a vegetarian but your friend is a meat lover, sharing a pizza is going to bring up a lot of issues. You don't know who you can share your pizza with unless you ask. Okay, didn't they say the same goes with sex? No. What are they, what are they talking about? With the, 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 the metaphor doesn't make no sense. The correlation makes no sense. You have to check in with your partners and ask for their preferences. Your partner might be comfortable with one sexual activity but not another. Maybe your partners only want to be touched a certain way. Or maybe your partners prefer to use certain language. Or maybe they don't want to have sex at all. You'll never know your wants, desires, and, and you'll never know if your wants, desires, and boundaries are compatible with theirs unless you ask. No. I don't want y'all asking my daughter about any of that. And once again, furthermore, how many toppings do you think these kids have had in middle school? Middle school, I would hope these kids are virgins. Okay, just plain cheese pizzas. Matter of fact, no cheese, no tomato sauce, just raw dough. You know, that hasn't even been put in the oven yet. All right? Amanda, who is a parent from that school district, took to social media to express her disgust with the assignment. Let's listen to Amanda. Just last week, a school assignment in JFK labeled Pizza and Consent was sent out for students. What's pizza got to do with it, you wonder? We can use pizza as a metaphor for sex. Those are the first two lines of this assignment, which is centered around establishing consent and boundaries. Except for page two, where it takes it one step further and states, now that you know the metaphor for sex, let's explore your preference. Draw and color your favorite type of pizza. Mirror these preferences in relation to sex. Here are some examples, likes, Cheese equals kissing, dislikes, no. olives equals giving oral. Since when does it become acceptable for a teacher to ask a student what their sexual wants, desires, and boundaries are? Maybe our board members would like to answer this assignment and share their thoughts, just like our eighth grade students were requested to do. Now, of course, the school is currently backtracking. Superintendent Christopher Driesick says it was a mistake and the assignment has, had been inadvertently sent to the students. Basically, they are claiming they sent the pizza to the wrong house. Okay, he said while the assignment was inappropriate, there was no hidden agenda. He said while addressing the parents, there was no secret cabal to indoctrinate kids on something. Let me tell you, man, if, you know, you have to you know, explain that there's no secret cabal to indoctrinate kids, if a school superintendent has to explain that, all right, then my kids might be in the wrong school, all right? An explanation 
like that is just, I don't know, man. I, I, I just feel like this assignment is prompting kids to become sexually active before their time. And what does pizza have to do with consent? I still don't even know that. All right, choosing what to put on your pizza when you are ordering with a group is hard enough by itself. Now you're trying to make it a metaphor for sex? And even after it's been explained, I still don't know what any of this has to do with consent. All right? Just talk to these kids. They're young adults. Speak to them as such. I promise they can handle it. But pizza as a metaphor for consent, they cannot. And what's the topping for anal? Huh? Please give uh, John F. Kennedy Middle School in Connecticut the biggest hee-haw. My kids ain't eating pizza no more. <laughs> That's what you got out of that? That's what you got out of that? That's what huh? I got out of that. That's what you got out of that? Chicken fingers and french pizza? fries all day long. Jesus Christ. The Breakfast Club. Kylie. Power 105.1. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. We have Lotto. Big Lotto. Big Lotto. Big Lotto. The biggest. Welcome. <laughs> What's happening? The album comes out this Friday. Yeah. How you feeling? I'm like feeling everything at once. Like I'm nervous, mm-hmm. but I'm anxious, mm-hmm. but I'm happy. See, I like that honest answer because I, I always said after COVID, when you ask somebody how they doing. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
Nissan has a car for everyone, and that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of a pedal. If you're craving more adventure with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder, the vehicle with a muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive, zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for a drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups, and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan because more is all we do. Get the endless excitement and the more you've been looking for. Check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPA fuel economy estimates. 30 city MPG, 37 highway MPG, 33 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 35 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV all wheel drive. 29 city MPG, 36 highway MPG, 32 combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 34 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum all wheel drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Yeah. You, you, you got to ask that sincerely. Yeah. And expect like an honest answer. An honest answer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited though. It's been a long time coming. How you feeling personally as a human? Forget the album, just you. Trying to trying to wrap my head around it all. Like it's happening so fast, and then it's just like a lot that I wasn't like made aware of, and it's just like. Like what? What was you made aware? Of? Just like how in depth this stuff get. Like it get crazy. What you mean in depth? I just came to rap. You you a business now. Now yeah. the work begins. Yeah. Congratulations on the number one record, right? Yes. Just had big Thank energy you. was number one. Congrats. Thank big you. Big energy. A lot of people was in their feelings about that song. Yeah. If they didn't have that big energy, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh-huh. But one of our listeners called in, and I want to get your advice. Here was her question. Mm-hmm. I started talking to a new guy and like everything was good, but like he kind of has like some female tendencies that I don't like, they kind of make me like cringe a little bit. What are, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by female tendencies? So like sometimes he'll sing songs that are like a little bit too feminine, like things like songs that he shouldn't be singing. And like what song? What songs are like, feminine songs? Okay, big <laughs> Energy by Big Lotto. Like, I don't feel like a man should be singing those songs. Like Lotto's I ain't rec- gonna lie, those I love Lotto's both. Record was a number one record. Man. I love both those songs, but okay. As a female, as a female, yes, I love both those songs, and I would sing them. But I don't think a man should be singing about those songs. <laughs> what do you say, Lotto? I, I don't agree with that. Can you say big, big energy, or as a guy, you can't sing that song. I think you can. First of all, I try at least, maybe not every song, but I try to make the most um, unisex. 
music. I think like out of a lot of female rappers, I think I'm the one that makes music for both genders. Like my uncles, my cousins, my man, his friends, like they be bumping my junk. Now as a man of average penis size, I was highly offended by your song. Yeah. But if you listen to the song, it's not about what's in your pants though. It's not. Because I got big he says, but go ahead, continue on, Charlamagne. Shut up, why you, what's up with you, man? <laughs> she already from Atlanta, okay? Relax, bro. Like, what's up? It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, like, gender thing, or it's not literally what's in your pants. Though. Oh. No, that so energy you, does transfer over. I mean, the confidence that you have. Yeah, but that's where the saying come from, because yeah. it come from, like, you know how they say men that know they got a lot of, you know, yeah. stain in their pants, they be walking around like they don't stain. You know? I just feel like all penis sizes matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's very That's hurt. Wrong. He cried. It's not about that. <laughs> 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 it's not about that. E this morning, so we'll be all right. Now, Mariah, have, you ever, have you ever been wrong about somebody's energy, though? Goodness gracious. Like somebody um, walk in and they got that BDE, but then, you know, they was just... Have I ever been wrong? I don't think I ever been wrong. I really could smell that from a mile away. God damn. What you smell yeah, like? I'm like what that. You, what, no, I don't want to have mercy. Mariah Carey, she cleared his hand for no problems? Uh, Tom Tom Club cleared the sound. Yeah, Tom that's Club. the original. Yeah. That's the original. Yeah. Genius yeah. Love, right? Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, Genius of Love. Genius mm-hmm. of Love. Yeah. What do you call big? Is it like, like, You're like, did they oh hang like gosh, your ponytail? Like, what is big? I knew you were just going to give me just problems. <laughs> I'm just asking. I just want to know. <laughs> He's really hurt by it. Big I what? Big sure. energy, big lotto. Big energy. Big D. Big, well, let me bring energy. His, uh, Wife. Oh, don't do that. Don't wife. do that. But what uh-huh. is you talking about? on him with a guy with a right, big penis. Right. His wife cheated with oh, Maxwell. that's what it is. Cheated, cheated, cheated. <laughs> His wife cheated with Maxwell. That is not true. I don't want to know all the tea. Exactly. I don't want to know like, all the tea. came here to work, guys. <laughs> that was years ago. We've been together for a long time. <laughs> it's not about what's in your pants. I don't care who cheated on who. <laughs> Listen, all I know is, Lado, can so, we both agree so that there is some small energy in this room from the two of them this morning? No, I'm not going to do them like that. No. Yeah. Because this is feeling insecure. It's giving insecure. We're asking questions. Why can't we ask questions? I'm just asking questions. Anyways, back to the collar, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she, I don't agree with Shawty. I think that men can listen to them songs. But not listen, sing them. Like, Yes, they can. Okay. I agree. Yes, they can. I mean, because if not, then then I'm then y'all exit me out of fifty percent of uh of the market. That's right. You can't do me like that, girl. I'm trying to get this money. And technically, the song is about men. Yeah. 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 And and that's why I had added those things like in the beginning where I said, um, "Hey, daddy, when you gonna stop playing?" Like I wanted it to be. I didn't want it to just be like stepping on. Like I wanted it to be like. You don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Yeah. He says that to me every morning, yo. What's that? Hey, Daddy, when you going to stop playing? I didn't know where the hell he was getting that from. <laughs> this guy is crazy. Please stop. Why, why is the album titled 777? And I see you got it tatted on you next to the yin and the yeah, yang. Yeah, I've been had this tatted on me for, like, this is one of my first tattoos. So seven always been, like, my favorite number. It's God's number. God's number. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone who I love, favorite number is seven. Like, my grandma, my daddy, everybody, favorite number is seven. Tripled. You know, overcome six 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 and baby, we I'm God's child, baby. I'm God's favorite, matter of fact. So you know, I don't play about that. So, but when I changed my name to Lotto in reference to the lottery, like casino, jackpot, whatever, it became a part of my brand then. But it just kind of just fell in place because it was already something that meant a lot to me, anyways. Mm-hmm. And then you know the album and stuff. I just wanted to like 
with the previous name just harboring that negative energy and stuff i just wanted to like turn over a new leaf like new chapter new era and i think it's been manifesting like good things mm -hmm. no i like that especially the whole 666 thing it's like yo why not flip that yeah and let's do god 777 right. yeah because like i be seeing people do that i be like what, what the f wrong with y'all mm -hmm. like, we don't do that uh -uh. who was your faith growing like up that? Christianity. Christianity? For sure, yeah. We don't play, like, my grandma, like, you ain't touching that food unless, unless you say grace. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, another big conversation is, who's from Atlanta? Clearly not me. No, I'm just like. <laughs> Why is there such a big conversation about who's from Atlanta, who's not from Atlanta, who's around on the outskirts of Atlanta, who's Amaretta. in Atlanta? I don't think, I don't think it's just Atlanta, though. Like, Amaretta was really just saying, like, because so many other people from different cities was relating to it, too. She was just speaking from Atlanta, like. They be like, oh, if you're not from the actual city, don't claim the actual city. But, baby, I'm one thing about it, I'm going to let you know I'm from Clayco. I'm going to let you know that. But to the masses, to the world, y'all probably never even heard of Clayco. So to the world, I'm from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really people not from there that just be like, oh, yeah, she's from Atlanta. And y'all yeah. represent Atlanta, too. Like yeah. the culture of it. Yeah. And you got on the remix. Yeah. Because I'm off. I fuck with Amaretta. Like, she hard. Like, she could rap. And no, I understood what she was saying. Like, it wasn't no shade. Like, people was trying to flip it into this thing. Like, oh, she's shading you. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? I ain't take it as shade. Like, I'm like, she, literally, she said, like, she said what she said. It's not a lot. Mm -hmm. Isn't it crazy that people could have started, like, a beef? Because you know how yeah. fans want to jump in and be like, oh, she talking crazy about you. Imagine if you would have fed into that and been like, man, yeah, I Yeah, I could have. I could have for sure, like. Mm -hmm. They do that a lot, especially with female rappers. Like, they do that. They can't wait to pin y'all against each other. And that's why I always say nine times out of ten when the girls is beefing or they got an issue, underlying issue, it don't be them. Like, we will really, we got so much stuff to relate to in real life. We got so many stories that we can tell each other and be like, girl, you going through that? I'm going through that too. Like, mm -hmm. it be the blogs and the fans and stuff. And it's really not fair to us because in real life, we would probably get along. Does online harassment ever like impact your your mental health and your emotional yes. well being? Yes. Yeah. Like I'm going through that right now. Like trying to find me time and like self care. Like make sure my mental is straight. Cause when it's, I always say when it when it starts to not be fun no more, I'm gonna take a break and recollect. But I'm on tour and stuff, so it's like. Is it fun now? It's fun. It's fun. Like I'm I'm not gonna let that distract me and take away, you know, my happiness. This this my second project with RCA. It's my first tour, and I'm selling out like crazy. Like, I want to enjoy it. It's funny until you get online. Like, I saw something where you, they was messing with you about having a small stage, which wasn't a small stage. It's 3,000 people. First of all, I'm in Santa Cruz. First of all, selling out 1,000 people. 1,000 people in Santa Cruz is not coming out to see new artists, period. So I I'm going to pop it. That's why... I'm still trying to find, you know, the times where it's appropriate to talk back. It is not. I like how the Clayton County came out, but then you remember the media training. But, I mean, but why does it bother you? Because you've been on stages that held 40, 50,000, 60,000 yeah. festivals. And then a small market, it doesn't matter. I think what, what irritates me is because it be so many people that's not in the industry speaking on stuff that have to do with the industry. Like, y'all don't have no clue of what's going on y'all be impressed by these big old stages when i post rolling loud or i post um made in america y'all be like oh my god you made it you made it them people is here to see a hundred other people they is not here just to see me like That's right. them people in that room screaming word for word songs that i dropped five years ago so that hit different all right we got more with big lotto when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club good morning it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Big Lotto. Her album comes out this Friday, 777. Charlamagne? You do realize that most of these people on social media are just mad that you win it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I think 
because I did the rap game like so long ago, I been got like that dragging on Twitter and stuff, and that's not new to me. Mm-hmm. It's not new to me. So it's like I still gotta figure out when it's not appropriate to clap back. Because <laughs> <laughs> y'all got the label out for me, media training and stuff now. <laughs> when you was on, you was on Big Boy, and, and you uh, talked about working on the album and having a problem clearing. Yeah. And then everybody looked at your track list and tried yes. to see what artist that was. It's yeah. like a hip hop who done it at this point. And then Kodak yeah, posted I today. Not... He said that that mulatto girl is not talking about me, homie. I just seen that before I walked in. I, my intentions was not to, like, make this a whole thing. I just was looking at it as, like, I'm a new female rapper in the game. I wish somebody could have gave me some insight about how this stuff really go. Like, you hear, like, oh, female rappers have it harder, but I really wanted to give, like, a little insight as to, like, what specifically makes it harder for a female rapper. I didn't want it to, like, distract from the music or anything. So, like, I kind of wish, in a way, I didn't say that. How did that person react? Because I'm sure at that point, it's like, well, I don't want to be on the album because not everybody going to be looking I'm at sure me. I'm sure they hit you back to the DM cursing you out. I haven't heard from them. Yeah. Have well, you, you know what? If you did that, you should be ashamed yeah. and not want to, you know, like, what are you supposed to do? If you if a guy did that to you, he should really just shut up. And yeah. Like, or even apologize. Yeah. Or, yeah, or apologize. That, that would mean, because I don't, I mean, I'm not here to raise nobody. I'm just speaking on, like, what I go through. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I'm allowed to do that to a certain extent. Social media is trying to turn it into this thing where it's like, oh, I'm trying to clout chase or like silence my experiences. So I think you live in your truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and if your intentions are to help the next person coming behind yeah. you, like, why not? Because these are yeah. things that we've always heard about, right? right. Like, women are going but you don't right even now. know specifically what, like, people always say, oh, it's harder for a female rapper, it's harder for a female rapper, but specifically, what do we be dealing with that people don't know? That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's and right. it's not even just other artists. It'd be managers, producers. Yeah. Oh, I'm, that's why I was, I was really shocked by that because I'm like, oh, that's what got y'all shook? Oh, y'all would. Long that was just, sure. yeah. How, how does that make you, like, if you want to do a record with somebody or you yeah. want to collaborate, now do you say, well, I'm going to get my manager to reach out because I don't oh, want that's, that. Oh, that's what it always be, though. Like, they even switched it like that. They like, oh, well, why would you even reach out to that person? I don't even do that. I don't do business like that. It's always through management. I don't even. It shouldn't have to be like that, though. If you feel the artist and be like, I think he sound dope on this record, you should be able to be like, yo, bro, I think we should collab. And it shouldn't be a problem, you know? It shouldn't. But, but her reality is reality is it it most likely will be or that will like you know do something that offends you or try to cross the boundary or whatever so I always like especially with male rappers was what it Kodak? Is, I don't want to say who it was mm. Yeah, so, I just feel like cause it's gonna distract from the music and my intentions is not to get anyone dragged or anything I just wanted to speak from like what, what do I deal with I don't specifically want someone to you know, get dragged or that cancel culture shit is a mother. Did other female artists, other female rappers hit you up after that to be like, thank you, yeah. girl, for speaking up? Yeah, they did. And I thought that was real dope. And hopefully, without the mess and the drama, hopefully more people can feel comfortable to speak up. So it's been like that from day one? Like, even when you were just an aspiring rapper trying to get on, it's been like that? Mm-hmm. Man. What did your man have to say about all this? He tried to stay out the way um, I try to keep him out of the way too, cause I don't, I don't want, you know, I don't want him to have any pressure or like feel like he gotta defend me, like I'm straight. Cause that had to be hard for him to hear too, yeah. especially when you tell him. I know he like, I yeah. wanna, yeah, for sure. But I think when you dating a female rapper, you just gotta, you gotta know some stuff just gonna come with it. Did What's that? Know? What did he hear it on the Big Boy interview? 
No, I, 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 I t- yeah, yeah, I tell him everything. Yeah, he, he don't like want to go step to the guy. Like, let me go talk to him. I don't know what he want to do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting though because I, I can feel your energy come down soon as you start talking, talking about, about that. Yeah, because yeah. I just it just been like too much. It been too much. That's why I'm just ready for the album to come out. The remix. The remakes got clear like just in time. Like mm-hmm. that that was a whole nother thing that was just on my mental like when I tell you I've been stressed out with a K, stressed. 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 <laughs> but it's okay because God got me and I really feel like everything I'm going through right now is just prepping me for what's to come. What perception uh did you have of the industry that, that once you got in you realized it was all wrong? Yeah, I gotta think I was I was rapping at eight years old. I did the rap game at sixteen, so I thought everything was peaches and cream. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, I just get my makeup done and shoot videos, and then I be number one on Billboard. That's how it go. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, you know, as a kid coming into it. But I think it made me it made me like grow up faster because I had to see, you know, at, as a as a kid, like, dang, this stuff not sweet. Like, people they they don't give a. F- Damn, what was your first like? Rude Awakening. My first Rude Awakening. I don't, I don't even remember my first. Was it before the rap game or after that or during? Probably, probably like during after the rap game stuff. Mm-hmm. You regret that at all? Because uh, you had to prove so much that you wasn't a reality rapper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now that I got through it, no. <laughs> but because <laughs> it was a lot to get through. It really was. Now that I got through it, no. But going when like, you know, the ups and downs of like trying to get away from that image that I was first introduced to the world as and like the music changing and just growing up in general like that it did make me be like man I wish I never did this but now I'm grateful because it just shows people like this ain't overnight people been seeing me you know I've been working like so it's cool now that I've overcame it and it's like Oh, I see her come up. I respect it. Now, you also have the song Trust No Bitch on the album. Yeah. Do you feel like being in a position that you're in, people do try to come at you? Because you know how you try to go for somebody who's winning to get attention. Yeah. Yeah, I really think that. And I just, that's not going to stop. The only thing that I can control is my response to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to learn how to, like, they going to they gonna gun for you. They going to try to provoke you. And if you let them, then they going to keep doing it. I just got to go Beyonce on these bitches. You go silent. <laughs> it's hard, though, because your, your, your era grew up on that. Yeah, you know? and then I'm still me. Like, I look, like, it's hard to look at yourself from third-person per- point of view. So when the label be like, oh, you got this and this now, like, yeah, but it's hard for me to look at myself mm-hmm. like that. Like, if you disrespect me, I'm on your ass. It's hard for me not to be. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I think I only find it disrespectful when I actually know the person. Yeah, like people I don't know, it's like ghosts. It's like, yeah. all right, what am I, I going to shoot a ghost? Of, I wish I thought of it like that. One day I'm gonna be like you. You can. <laughs> One day you got a chance to have a conversation with Holly Berry. Yeah. How was that? Holly Berry, Holly Berry. <laughs> she looks so good. First of all, she looks so good. I'm like, girl, I want to grow up and look like you. She looks so good. She Did was you pick so the question genuine. You asked, or was it already set up? It was already set up. Oh, okay, because I you probably shouldn't say that, but it was the weirdest sexual request the actress ever received. No, first of all, I really want to put emphasis. I'll, I'll probably get in trouble for this, but I want to put emphasis on that this question was pre-written because when I seen him, I said, that is disrespectful to ask Halle Berry. That is disrespectful. My grandma would slap me on the head. <laughs> so why you ain't listen to your grandma? But they was like, that. she said it's okay. So I'm oh, like, got you. 
okay. <laughs> so when I seen her, I was like, conversation. I guess so. I'm like, y'all sure? She said it's okay. So I'm like, girl, did you see this? Oh, you, oh, asked, you asked her before? Yeah, I'm like, did you see <laughs> this? Oh, see that? You okay, sure? yeah. I was like, I thought it was disrespectful. She was like, no, girl, no, girl. So I'm like, okay. Let's what go. if they was punking you? And then she was like, what? I can't that would be That would be me. <laughs> That would be mean. <laughs> that would be mean. Don't set me up with Hallie. All right, we got more with Big Lotto. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Power 105.1. You'll never be the same. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Big Lotto. Her album comes out this Friday, 777. Mm-hmm. It's something about you that's very grounded. Really? Yeah. What, what, is, you... what does that mean, grounded? Grounded, like just a humility about you. Like, yeah. you know, and, and, and I feel like you were that way before you got in the game. So where do you, mm-hmm. where do you contribute that to? Probably that what I was saying. Tri- contribute or attribute? I think it's a some type of beauty. Yeah. It's a beaut. <laughs> I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, I'm really just grateful to be where I'm at. I don't take it for granted because it didn't happen overnight. And I really put in the work. And I've been told no so many times. I done dealt with so much stuff behind closed doors to get to where I'm at. So I just appreciate it. What did your people want you to do coming up? Like your grandma, your yeah. mom, like what did they want you to do? It's so crazy because most people, like family don't support like a artistic job. Like they like, oh, go to college, da da da. But my, my folks never did that. Your dad managed you, right? Yeah, my daddy managed me. Mm-hmm. My mama did my business management and everybody, it was just like a family effort thing. Like my daddy used to pay for me to be on shows. Like, bro, can she hit the stage? I get $200 right now. Like they, they supported me 100%. That's probably... What attributes? Yeah. How does your feel now though? Because it's like you know he's still always in protecting mode. Yeah. So when he hears something, I'm sure he's ready to go get a, a baseball bat or hammer and go up somebody's head. Yeah, he, he don't play by me guns. for sure. <laughs> he don't fly by me for sure. But I think for the most part, he's just happy to see me, you know, doing what we what we pray for and what we prepare for for so long. You a daddy's girl? I don't know, because when I was younger, I used to be a daddy's girl. But then, I, you know, when I'm getting into, like, my grown woman, well, when I think I'm a grown woman, like 16, mm-hmm. I became more of a mommy's girl. How'd your dad deal with that? Because you were drag racing with him. You was his little yeah, tomboy. I know. And then all of a sudden, you I really was. I, mean, I know. Like, Put them sneakers back on. It be, it still be, I'm not even going to act like we just got it down pat. We still be, like, back and forth. Like, we get on each other's head. We have our time where we not f***ing with each other because it's a lot to have, you know, your parent involved in your business, especially when they seeing you popping it like a willy. It get a little weird, but we figuring <laughs> it out, and I know he got my best interest at heart regardless. And he know I love him to death. And I yeah, like I think- when you talk your shit on those songs, though. Yeah. I mean, it's fun, but I do be thinking, like, I wonder what her I wonder what <laughs> Everybody be saying it. Gotta say. Everybody be saying that. I think we just we just figuring it out as we go. Like, I how do that. you f like a thug? What? <laughs> so, a song on the album. When you f him like a thug. What your dad say about that song? <laughs> he ain't heard that. Song. <laughs> he ain't heard that. <laughs> you can't play all the stuff. You just let them just read the track list and they know which ones to skip. Lord <laughs> have mercy. So how do you tell explain that? How do you do that? Okay, f him like a thug. It's just like taking authority. It just mean like not playing the like laid back role. It just mean like bring that up. 
getting on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slap him. Goodness Maybe. Gracious. Maybe. See, I think fa- fathers, we just protective <laughs> and like <sighs> it's anxiety. You have you have a lot of anxiety when you have children, period, but when you have daughters. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. you just you're you're overly protective. And I guess I can see where that could come off as like, give me some space, pops. Yeah. And that's what it it was a lot of that in like in the beginning stages, like when I'm fresh off the rap game and I'm like getting my first car, my first apartment. I remember being like, okay, I want to cuss in my music now. And he was like, no. How old were you at the time? I was probably like 17. I get it. 17, still kind of, you know. I wasn't trying to talk about popping it like a wheelie. I was just trying to be like, man, f*** these bitches. (laughs) But he was like, yeah, no. And I loved when I saw you on Angie Martinez and what you said about uh, your haters. And you was like, if they they hating on me, you just might as well figure out a way to be a fan. Yeah, because, baby... I'm going to try to prove you wrong. They always say that about me. Like, you know what's so crazy? Big Energy, it debuted on the Bubbling Under um, on Billboard. And I was like, okay, bet. Everybody was making fun of me. They're like, oh, yeah, you thought this was going to go up? It's Bubbling Under. Okay. Now I'm number 14. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. So that's what your dad need to do. Your dad need to say, I bet you can't. Stop rapping about sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm make crying. You stop. No, then I'm gonna play him another song where I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were you the little kid that used to make come rap at holidays? <laughs> like when all the family was around. Lotto, come do that little rap and that dance. No, you. I, I, they would make me dance. Okay. Which is so crazy because I swear up and down I can't dance no more. I don't know what it left my body, but I used to think I was gonna be a background dancer. Really? I was reading one of my um, journals from <laughs> elementary the other day. And they was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said I was going to be Beyonce's backup dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. Not a bad goal, but there's bigger goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, life is crazy. Man, I want to talk about some of these lyrics and songs, but I'm going to save it for lip service or something. Oh, shit. I'm scared of lip service. That's why I'm glad when we when we did it the other time it was, it was on, on Zoom. Zoom. I was like, ooh, child. Now wait till we get you in person. But you talk so much on your songs that yeah. it's just hard for us not <laughs> have, you, have you ever done a sex tape yeah welcome daddy. to the service <laughs> lotto daddy yeah. <laughs> are you scared that it's like do you have it did you erase it no when... i'm sure it's long gone you're, you're sure. sure yeah <laughs> daddy you have one wait like my first relationship that's about to be an nft why would you even <laughs> no, say that it's lotto not. it's gone it's you gone. sure yeah is he gone yeah what do you mean? <laughs> she <laughs> said that very he long gone. He long gone. But, but he's not dead. He just she don't mess with him no more. Right? Yeah, no, no, no. He not dead. Okay. Oh, I'm not trying to say that. I don't wish that on him. I'm just he's saying he you. long gone. He dead to me. He long gone. I don't like this. This is awkward. Yeah, I don't like. I don't even like that. I, this I, don't, I don't do it. This is like before I was like super late. I don't do that no more. Like me and my man, we don't do it. No more taping. No more. Not even no. on the phone. I mean that like this Based is awkward. Anyway. <laughs> this is awkward. Does your daddy know about this? No. Do your daddy know about what you do? <laughs> no. No. He don't know. As he shouldn't. What is he gonna say when he sees this, this interview? Like, he just gonna he gonna skip to the next part. <laughs> he gonna wait for y'all to change the subject. All right. Well, let's get into, big lotto. Let's get into a record now. What you wanna you wanna go into Willie or you wanna do the remix featuring Nicki? Which one? Y'all is crazy. I don't want your dad to hear Willie. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want 
Is it something that we can play? Let's get into Willie featuring 21 Savage. All right. Yeah. I love 21, by the way. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. You got a positive note for the people? Uh, my positive note comes from Mr. Don Miguel Ruiz, who I love. He's an author I love, author of the Four Agreements, Fifth Agreements, uh, Mastery of Self, bunch of great titles. But he has a quote where he says, Death is not the biggest fear we have. Our biggest fear is taking the risk to be alive, the risk to be alive and express what we really are. Go live today, people. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? pick of the day is The Big Lie, an Audible original starring John Hamm. It's about three filmmakers producing a controversial movie in Hollywood during the 1950s. Start listening with a free 30-day Audible trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. The Breakfast Club. Everyone. 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 Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.